part of being vulnerable is in many ways is just trusting that we've got each other. If there's a busy day, there's not this expectation we're placing on each other relative to that, but their vulnerability that we choose to share with each other is one of trust. And that trust is that we've got each other. Welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast. I'm Amber Mikesell. And I'm Austin Yule. We're here to invite you into a new era of leadership. Join us as we dive deep into stories of powerful transformation, unlocked through self-love, compassion, and insights on healing the body and soul by blending science and spiritual wisdom. Start leading from the heart today. Visit theheartleaderpodcast.com. Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I'm your host, Amber, and we are kicking off the month here of February, Austin and I, diving into vulnerability. That is our focus. So vulnerability can actually be an amazing tool as a heart leader if we can come at it from a different perspective. And that is what we're going to look at in the month of February, because in February, we talk a lot about love, right? We have Valentine's Day, which is a highly recognized kind of holiday, even if we call it one of those hallmarky kind of holidays. But we all look at it in some way or another. So if we can look at it from a perspective of how do we really deepen love? How do we deepen bonds? And Austin and I look in our relationship a lot about, okay, we are highly connected, but how can we deepen that even further? Vulnerability is one of those tools that we use. So we're going to start really diving into that and vulnerability and even vulnerability in our own relationships because I know it's not easy to admit when, for me, one of my growth opportunities, and it's consistent across the board, is admitting when I need help, right? I grew up as a female in a very masculine, I don't want to say male-dominated world because I think that gets taken so out of context, right? but in a very masculine energy dominated world, whether that came from a woman or a man, I don't care who was delivering it or non-binary, you know, it doesn't matter. The fact is masculine energy was the dominant energy. And so when I had moments of feeling vulnerable and desiring to share that vulnerability, It was perceived as weakness, even though my feminine creative energy told me, no, this is how I can explore and be creative and understand how to take that creative nature of myself and build something new, then pulling in the masculine side of me. But it was like, it was almost bad for me to be that vulnerable side so that I could get that creativity going to get to the masculine. And so, you know, I really struggled when I met those people that I could be vulnerable with to let that guard down and actually be vulnerable so that I could go into that safe space. Instead, it was like, I'll be strong for you so that you can be vulnerable, but I will never be vulnerable for you. 
And imagine what I was taking away from the relationship. It was all one-sided. And how can you build a true connection from a one-sided relationship? Quite a bit to unpack there. <laughs> you want to start with that? Or? I, I do, because you helped me a lot in that flow in so many ways. You know, we've talked a lot about how I've helped you. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're talking about flipping the scripts here and turning things upside down, it'll be great to be able to share just how you tore down so many walls that even I had where it wasn't that I always had to be the strong one, that yes, I could be vulnerable and share and how that enhanced the connection that we had. So unpack away, get into that mm. trunk, make it happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the first, the first realization for me in that regard was just, you know, no one's ever done anything great alone. No matter what it is, if there's a, a movement or an idea or anything that's changed the world has never been done alone. You know, whether that's good or bad, you know, those are relative terms, but the truth, the reality is behind what's, if anything that's made a difference, there's always been more than one person. And so when it comes into a relationship, that's, it's more than one person, right? Yeah. And so one person can't, can't really, I mean, you can lead and you can show by example and all that, and that's all great. But when it comes to the actual connection part if it's just one-sided um we all know what that feels like and we definitely none of us seek to actively well maybe that's not the best way to put it but most of us don't actively seek to go into a one-sided relationship yeah it's just not it's not it's not ideal right it's we feel off balance off centered and as much as it's great to lead it's important to learn. And so there has to be that flip. And we don't really learn a lot about ourselves if we're always the one yes. who is leading, right? Each one of us brings such unique leadership gifts to offer yeah. in some space. And unless we're willing to be vulnerable enough to let someone else lead, to let someone else help us, to let someone else provide the skills in the areas that we don't have skills, then we're not going to have that opportunity to sit back and rest and look within and say, okay, what am I gaining from this? And what does that spark within me? Again, going back to that creative nature. Right. And aren't we all looking to create the lives that we desire, to learn, to grow, to create, to shift, to move forward? And so vulnerability, especially if we're coming from a heart-centered space and we're leading a heart-centered life that's aligning our minds and our intellect, it's just a highly, highly heart-focused and mind-focused thing to do because you're gaining so much. I learned so much from you. When I was willing to step back and go, okay, 
I trust that he is not here to hurt me. And that's one of the first things we have to do when we're going to be willing to be vulnerable. I don't think either of us are saying, go out and just be vulnerable with everyone. You know, we have to feel connected enough to know who we can be vulnerable with and when we can be vulnerable, right? It's not like if you go out and you're vulnerable to everyone in every situation, that's going to be an ideal move. Yeah. Because not everyone is going to have your best interest at heart. I personally don't think it's out of malice. Mm -hmm. It's out of an unknowingness, mm -hmm. right? But when you have an established relationship, an established connection, then we can know, is that trust level there? Do I feel that I can open up to this person and feel safe? knowing that if I show where I need support and assistance, that even if they are unable to provide it, they will not shut me down for it. Mm -hmm. That they will maybe even help me find it if they cannot provide it. And then I learn additional skills. And so it just opens this free flow of so much that we can gain. So that next time this presents itself in our lives, we now have that skill and we don't feel vulnerable in that space. We actually feel empowered. And now we have that skill set or we know who we can go to for it. Maybe it's not one we want to add to our repertoire. Maybe we're like, okay, now I know I don't feel vulnerable anymore, but I don't need that skill because I know where to get that skill. Like I... For my side, when it comes to you, you are so amazing in so many things. But the marketing aspect of our business is definitely one aspect of that. You are a genius when it comes to so many aspects of the marketing of what we do. I felt very vulnerable in that aspect of our business. I understood many other aspects of what business entailed. I always had others who did the marketing. So when we got together and said, okay, we're going to do this business thing together, however that looked, I had to say, all right, here's where I have strength. Here's where I have weakness. Can you step in and provide the strength you have where I have weakness and I know I'm vulnerable? Had I not been willing to do that and been like, are you kidding me? I can do everything. I just can do everything. We wouldn't be where we are today. That's for sure. I mean, that's, it's already hard enough to do it in an area where we're, where maybe we don't have the skills, but I feel like it's really important to discuss vulnerability on top of when we do already have the skills. And I feel like that's something that we have taught each other through the process. Could be as simple as doing the dishes. We both have the skills necessary to be able to do the dishes. But part of being vulnerable is in many ways is just trusting that we've got each other. You know, if there's a, a busy day, there's not this expectation we're placing on each other relative to that. But their vulnerability that we choose to share with each other is one of trust. And that trust is that we've got each other. 
And so if I notice that you're working hard into the evening as you do that, you know, Hey, I'm going to take care of these dishes. Cause the last thing you need to do when you're done is to feel like you have to go then do the dishes. Cause that's not going to pull the best out of you in terms of what we do after our time at dinner, our relaxation time, our connection, even the next day, it's just going to add to bog down experience. And if my goal as a partner is to pull the best out of you, then it's important to set aside ego or, you know, dominance or leading or any of that. And instead pull back because some of the best leaders are listeners. Some of the best leaders are followers. And so it's that balance, right? It's resetting, looking at the bigger field outside of oneself and saying, well, what, what can we do? How can this look better as, as a team, as an effort uh, together? And so we do that not only in relative to dishes, you know, or cooking for each other. And if I'm, you know, building a whole marketing campaign and, you know, I'm done. And then all of a sudden, you know, dinner's ready. That's amazing. Like, you know, that extra little care, that extra little love, knowing that you had my back uh, and I had yours and we were both doing, we're not, we're not duplicating effort, right? That's so critical. So I think that's one massive aspect in terms of that. But when we do feel that lack in, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the skill or the experience in here, that is also tough to relinquish and let go and just surrender to the fact that it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to be great at everything. No one is great at everything. It's, just, it's never happened and it probably never will. Yeah. And just understanding that half the time we're harder on ourselves for that than anyone else will be. Actually, it's nice when someone is willing to say, you know what, that's not my area of expertise, but I understand that you have experience in that. Can you help me? And that's one thing I came to understand as I was doing my own deep dive into where can I grow? Where can I get better? Because as I had explained, you know, I kept coming up in my life through this experience of the masculine energy is the way. So never be vulnerable, always have it under control, which as we've talked about so many times is an illusion anyway. We can have direction, mm -hmm. but things always have, we're co-creating constantly. So control, we're kidding ourselves, right? So I had to, for my own well-being, understand that I was creating one-sided relationships. I was not allowing a true connection with anyone. When I was coming into a connection with that type of masculine energy of, I've got this. Yes, you can be vulnerable with me, but I will not let you see that I am weak in any way because then you won't trust that you can be vulnerable with me. It's actually quite the opposite. If people couldn't see that I had vulnerabilities too, then how could they trust me? Mm -hmm. How could they trust that I knew what it was like to be where they are? And so even though I had the feelings, I didn't share the feelings, but the moment I got to a point where I was like, look, it's okay for me to be vulnerable. 
with the people that I trust the most, like you, and say, I don't know what to do in this moment. And that's okay. Because if I sit with that for a moment, then the creative part of me will eventually figure that out. But if I keep pretending like I do, that I'm not giving my space to figure it out. I don't have that, all right, right now, in this moment, I have no freaking clue, but that means I have a blank slate. And from that blank slate, I can pull from your expertise, like a painter pulling one shade onto a canvas. I can pull from my family's expertise and have those shades for my canvas. And I can create my own masterpiece from that. But at least I'm pulling in all these different shades of experience to create my own masterpiece from that blank slate instead of pretending like I have a clue. Yeah, it's a great point. One of the ways to really connect with people in terms of a social setting is kind of counterintuitive. It's, it's that saying that if you really want to connect with someone, especially for the first time, just meeting them, don't do a favor for them, ask them for a favor. And, and that's interesting because it's not, you'd think the opposite, right? You'd think, oh, well, if I really want to connect with someone, I maybe want to, I would want to do a favor for them or, or, or do something for them to show, you know, the connection. But a lot of science, a lot of studies show that it's actually the opposite. And so it is kind of the same way with vulnerability in many ways. When we are choosing someone to be vulnerable with, we are asking something of them. Yeah. We are asking them to see us. We are asking them to listen to us. We are asking them to not judge us. These are big asks in a world where those are pretty much the norm on how we interact with each other. Yeah. Uh, so it is, to me, it is the opposite of weak. It is love in action. And we can even kind of break down it as like lending our vulnerable exchange is love. And that's kind of what we're, that's what we're doing is when we show love, we're exchanging vulnerability. We're exchanging in that connection. It is pulling the very best of our humanity out because we all, I mean, it's all, it's logical that we all don't know everything and we can't do everything. Like we, we do know that, but for some reason that seems to just go out the window when, when we have something in front of us that we don't know how to do <laughs> or just don't know how to move forward from, whether that's a situation in life, an emotion, um, you know, lack of mental clarity, uh, unknowing of spirituality, or even just something where maybe not, maybe it's our insecurities. You know, and which is totally normal. Now, that doesn't mean like, hey, you know, you're just meeting someone, you just kind of lay out, every, lay everything verbal out on vomit, the yeah, all verbal in for vomit. them. Here yeah, you go. <laughs> here you go. No, because you have to meet. There's, there's, there's definitely a, a like a snowball effect. Exactly. You know? Little bits. Yeah. There's little bits at a time, and that's and that's that's good. I mean, we don't want to just. It's kind of like when you have an, a really a really amazing song, but if you put the volume all the way up right at the beginning, it's just like, oh, like even the best song in the world could just be like too much going on. And so there's a reason why they fade into a song and then songs progress and there's 
there's movements in the song and it grows and grows and builds and then kind of pulls back and then comes goes about builds up and comes back there's a flow there's a natural rhythm and such is with communication such as with exchange such as with vulnerability and so if we can utilize vulnerability as a tool to express our greatest version of our humanity and help us understand our authentic self by connecting with someone else in that space of vulnerability asking the other to actually be vulnerable by sharing their thoughts or sharing their ear or sharing you know their perspectives yes and for us, I mean, we're building a movement of love where we're asking people to be vulnerable in some ways, in that very capacity. Like ultimately, it isn't, hey, we should all just share our deepest, darkest, most intimate secrets, right? That's not what we're asking. We're saying, let's create a community where we're vulnerable enough with one another to say we all know that we could do better that we could be better and we are willing to step into this together in a space of love and connection however that unfolds for each one of us but if we're part of this movement, then we have to be vulnerable enough to do the same thing mm -hmm. and to show that, yes, we're doing this every day too. Every day. We have our own insecurities. The question is, do we allow ourselves to be, and we're going to say this word a lot because it matters, do we allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to say, all right, yes, they're present. I'm not going to pretend that they're not there because all that's going to do is create layers on top of it and I'm going to have a very faulty foundation. And one day, everything's going to cave in. Or am I strong enough to look at them and say, these I can address on my own, these I cannot, and I need support and I need help wherever that comes from. I will turn to the community because we have experts in our community. Maybe I will reach out to one of our own coaches on staff. Maybe I'll reach out to some of our Suivera members that I've met who I know have expertise in this area. Maybe you and I will talk, but we have these individuals that I now know who I can turn to and express, here's where I have these things arising and I need to reinforce my foundation because I do not desire for this to be a weakness that will eventually cause anything to crumble for me. And to me, that's how we flip this script and we stop thinking that vulnerability is some kind of a weakness. It's actually this amazing strength that gets rid of these cracks that we have, the potential that we have and we can start sharing with one another mm -hmm. and help each other. I love that, right? I mean, the key word of vulnerable is able. We are able, it's just pointing out an area for us to become able. Yeah. It's learning, it's growth, it's movement. And we know, like we, have, we all have 
we all understand that like, you know, if a, if a car, if a tire is flat, like the car's not going to fix itself. We don't say, oh, that car is vulnerable. Like, that's weak. Yeah. You know, we it. have all the tools needed to come and get that fixed. Multiple, it might take multiple people to fix that tire and get it back up and going. And boom, the tire, and then, then the car's back on again. Yeah. And we all accept that. Like, it's not, it's not a, you know, maybe it's a little bit frustrating sometimes for sure. Yeah. But we accept it. We don't make it. It's not the car is any less. It just had a, a, a moment that needed to be adjusted. And then it's back back to balanced, fully balanced and, and moving again. And in many ways, that's kind of what vulnerability, when we have a moment, whether it's something that we don't feel comfortable with or something we don't know how to do or something we don't know how to move through, something that um, it's an insecurity that we have, these are our flat tires. And you know, our community around us can be our triple A to get us to get us back going again. And for anyone who doesn't know what AAA is, it's like a roadside assistance thing. <laughs> because I don't know that they have it everywhere. But so my question, and again I go back to what kicked off this whole flow. Yeah. We do still have and it's balancing and we're starting to understand masculine feminine energy. And again, I am not talking about gender at all gender outside of this but masculine and feminine energy we do tend to have more of the masculine approach to well if there's a problem let's just fix it let's keep going let's keep moving and doing mm -hmm. um where sometimes with vulnerability the feminine energy of nurturing exploring allowing things to just be for a bit comes into play and may be a bit more necessary for a time being. How would you offer that we allow for both? Because again, when we're talking about no one is more important than another, it's the awareness of when and how to use one or the other in order to gain the greatest impact right mm -hmm. heart and mind aligning no one is better than the other it's which tool is going to be in best service to the forward momentum that we desire the same is true for vulnerability if we're feeling vulnerable say you trip like a trigger of insecurity was brought forward from from one of our exchanges like you inadvertently said something that triggered one of my insecurities and I lay it bare. Love that just really triggered this insecurity. How would you take a step back to know, all right, do I take the masculine? I need to do something about this. Or the feminine, all right, I just need to hug her and nurture her and let her be with this for a moment before I go into the, all right, what are we going to do about this? I mean, I have a feeling on, on, I know what would flow for you. Now everyone is different, but I feel like you're hitting the most important part, which is even asking the question in the first place. And so that's a great tool that is in terms of communication, in terms of connection, that's like a superpower being able to ask that first, you know, in that moment, not taking immediate ego offense that. You know, you're triggered because of something I said, and then I take offense to it. Like, 
you know, how did I know? Or, you know, what uh, that's, you know, or putting it on you, well, you need to take responsibility and, you know, all these things, which, you know, to some degree we all do to our, to our insecurities or our triggers. It's important to take responsibility, but sometimes we just, it's an unknown. How can we know about something if we don't know about it yet? And it could be an opportunity that came forward. It could be a recent insecurity. It could be something that was buried deep down, you know, 20, 30 years ago that we just, that's just coming up now that we're just finally in a space to be able to do that. And so some people approach things differently. And to me, it's all about the intention. Is the intention of the vulnerability from a place of fear or is the intention from a, of the vulnerability from a place of love? And then from there, knowing that person, if they need a moment for a quick hug, just to say, okay, thank you for telling me, like, I know this is how it would flow for you and I, for an example, mm-hmm. um, you know, big hug. Thank you so much for telling me. Uh, that was definitely not the intention. Now I understand. Now I know what did that bring forward? You know, instead of me placing on you and saying, you know, here's a solution or, or just get over it or which is in essence a solution, which is the very potentially masculine approach. Do you need to talk about it? Would you like to talk about it? Is there what's being brought forward? You know, these kind of questions to connect, maybe you don't need to, that's okay. You know, maybe the process is just to be aware of it, just to acknowledge that it even exists in the first place. But giving yourself that space could be just two seconds. Yeah. That's maybe all it needed. But if I didn't allow for those two seconds, I just immediately went into a solution. Then all it did was create a much longer situation of going back and forth and back and forth. And we've all made those mistakes too, for sure. You know, we're not going to be perfect in our execution of the communication each time. But yeah, really knowing the intention behind the the vulnerability is important and when and recognizing that it's being it's happening real time that someone saying they're triggered it doesn't have to be an attack on you it can be a revelation of that from within of that person i really appreciate you bringing that forward because most of the time when someone is communicating their vulnerability it is about them and not about what's going on outside of them. It's like, this is what's occurring inside Mm -hmm. of here. And just by being willing to step back and go, okay, how can I best be in service of what's going on in there? Mm -hmm. Then you've already shown them that I'm here to to be with you. Mm -hmm. And in this scenario, I might go, I don't know what I need because there's so much going on like i have no idea Mm -hmm. what i need and then the next step could be okay so then let's be with it going back to that blank canvas right if you don't know what you need next the masculine isn't going to be i would offer the next best step for you right because you don't know where to go next Mm -hmm. you just told me you don't know what you need So me telling you what you need isn't going to be what's best for you. That's going to be what's best for me to make me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Very true. So the best thing I can do to be in service of you is to give you the space to be in that blank space 
until you get to a point where you've settled into whatever's going on inside of you. And I could say, okay, then I will just sit here with you until you catch your breath enough and we can align and I will be right here when that moment happens and we'll go from there. You can let me know and then it might be, okay, I could really use a hug Mm -hmm. and I could really use you just sitting here with me for a bit, Mm -hmm. continuing to sit here with me. But then you are indeed in the feminine energy, right? At that point, because we're not doing anything, we're just being, Mm -hmm. and that's good. We don't need to solve everything immediately, but we do need to know that we're loved and that we're supported and that somebody isn't just going to withdraw and go away the moment we show that we're being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're having trouble understanding, not providing a solution, in essence, just being is a solution. Yeah. And so if that is a needed bridge, then that's important to understand too. Because I definitely, I know in terms of us, like when we started talking, something came up, I always just wanted to like find the solution, not because of ego or anything like that, at, at least not a way, like it wasn't like over ego of like, oh, you know, uh, I can solve everything. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like that. Like It was because I genuinely love and care. And I was like, well, I, I mean, the last thing I want to do is see you in pain. Like the last thing I want to do is see you unhappy or or you know just at, even if it's out of sorts it's like we never we don't want to see our loved ones go through that that's not that's we want to see you be happy and connected and and joyful and and loved <laughs> right and so if i'm just forcing solutions you know even though it's from me it was coming from a place of like wanting to help you brought a really good point i was you know if that's not what you're asking then i'm just doing it to make myself feel comfortable in the situation which i think is such a key mistake in communication that we get. I know I really struggled with that for a long time. And one thing that, you know, I still still do here and there, you know, it happens. It's not going to be perfect all the time. But one thing that really helped is starting to ask, you know, what is needed? Like if something comes up, okay, do you need some, do you need me to listen or are you looking for a solution? And in, in many ways that's asking, are you, are you looking for a feminine energy or are you looking for a masculine energy you know without being that specific regarding energy because we're not going to maybe always remember in a situation not what energy gonna, do you need right now yeah. and not everyone's <laughs> going to understand masculine and feminine energy right, right. or even mm-hmm. care no. right like mm-hmm. who cares right and it may be just knowing that the there is someone in their life that's willing to even ask that question may be the solution yeah that may be both the balance of masculine and feminine in that moment, which is all that person was seeking, because maybe they've just never had that. I mean, how many, most of us just want to be seen. We just want to be heard. We want to be received. We want to be loved. And just by someone asking, are you looking for, to be listened to? Or are you looking to, be, to help solve a solution here? Well, that's all of those in one, just by offering that up. And that's why, again, when we go back to this amazing tool, it is such a bridge and a gateway into building deep bonds between us in any relationship, in any relationship we have whatsoever. 
you and I are just very fortunate and we do get asked a lot, how in the world can you run an organization together, run a business together, have a romantic partnership together, be best friends? I mean, we are pretty much inseparable. I don't know that there's much outside of you playing pickleball and some golf and <laughs> me doing a couple of my things we're pretty much together, mm -hmm. but it's because we use these tools, like anything that we present, we use in order to keep the bond strong, flowing and connected. Right. That's so well said. And, and it's also the intention behind it. Again, our goal in our relationship, and it has been since day one, even before a romantic partnership or anything, just you know, from mentorship to best friends to romantic partnership, and then now it kind of includes all, all the above. All of it. <laughs> um, is the intention is to pull the best out of each other. And so whether you're in a romantic relationship or it's a sibling or parent-child or any kind of family or even co-worker relationship, that's what, what else is the point? <laughs> you know, I mean, other than that, it's just, it's in more or less a, a commodity. It's a commodity exchange then. It's just bartering. It's transactional, which isn't love. That isn't, that isn't connection. That's, that's, yeah, that's just, that's a very, to me, that is weak. If we were going to talk about something that's weak is being surface level to the point where it's only transactional. That's, that's at the very, that's at the, like, there is no, there is no depth to that. There's no, there's no true foundation behind that. You know, that's like, that's a facade for, a, for a lack of a better term, maybe. But when we connect, when we, no matter what we do, we know that that's our foundation. That's our base. It's what can we do to pull the best out of each other? And we trust and know that our goal isn't to pull the other one down is to lift the other one up. So the only reason you'd be bringing something up is to bring the best out of me. And so that was a great learning experience in my own vulnerability with the vulnerability within myself, breaking down my own ego barriers and letting myself know like, Hey, I know that she's not looking to hurt me, but I have to be willing to look at my own stuff here to pull the best out of me. Because it's great that she wants to pull the best out of me, but that can't happen if I don't choose it. Exactly. And imagine the type of communities that we could build if we were all trusting and knowing that our goal was to not only be the best version of who we are, but to amplify the best versions of one another. Right. To like truly trust that we're not here to one up one another or to create some type of a game scenario where I'm going to come out ahead of you because nobody really wins in that. I participated in that and it never felt good. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever really truly wins. But if instead of that, we're building these communities where we're all lifting one another up and supporting one another in these ways, then the foundation is strong and every generation that comes after has the ability to build upon that strong foundation. Yes. 
and we don't have the concerns that we've somehow managed to create now, which is what's going to happen to our world because nobody really trusts anybody and everyone is out for their own gain. Mm-hmm. Well, we can change that. We can choose to change that at any point by creating our own bonds by creating our own communities that say, this isn't what we're doing anymore. We're choosing something different. And this is how we do it. 100%. Because I know when you are your best, I benefit. Yeah. And I know that when I'm my best, you benefit. Yes. And we understand that even in a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If the employees... Any employee all the way up to the founder of the company is doing their best, then everyone benefits. Yes. And so when we can start to get out of our own way of this, it, I'm only out for me, what's the benefit then? If, if you know, I think that's it's that term, Ubuntu, where if one wins, all lose, but if all win, then one wins. Yes. And it's a, it's a beautiful understanding where it's not uniformity it's unity yes and you know i've had the honor and just so grateful to sit with some of the most amazing hearts and minds that have built some beautiful organizations that benefit our world and what each of them have told me consistently consistently is i don't know the majority of what occurs within this organization. I don't need to because I have surrounded myself with the other great hearts and minds on the planet. And I trust them with everything that I have to know that they're going to do what they need to do in order to keep us moving forward. So what I know is what I need to know to steer the ship into the future and continue to build out the forward momentum. That's my role, to keep us all together and to keep everything moving forward and to empower them to do their jobs. And so if I was so focused on the day-to-day and everything that they need to do to do their jobs, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't be able to keep everyone empowered and to keep this ship moving forward into the future. So what is my true role. My true role is to do exactly that, to make sure that I'm not micromanaging everyone, but that I am vulnerable enough to be trusting of my people and to share with them all that I have. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's how some of the most amazing organizations and amazing leaders I've ever known actually function. Right. And that is strength. It's real strength. Strength. And there's a reason why humanity is a a social being. You know, humans are social creatures, right? Yes. If we were truly better on our own, then we wouldn't be highly social creatures. Yeah. We have communities and cities, and it's been like that for thousands of years at different scales. And it's because 
we're stronger together. And it's important to embody that. And vulnerability is a key aspect of being stronger together because it's communication at its core. It's energy exchange. It's connection. So how do we get to that skill set? Like, I know it was very, it was very, very challenging for me to even get to the point of being willing to let down my guard in the beginning because you are, we are taught it's weakness. And I know what fit for me and I share it pretty openly and freely, but it may not fit for everyone. And the journey that fit for me was really beginning down the path of meditation and inward reflection and asking myself the very challenging question, is what I'm doing actually building the relationships that I desire? And am I showing up in every connection in a way that I feel is always in the best service? Now, my love was always there. There was never a question of how much I loved someone. But the question was, energetically, was I allowing a back and forth flow versus a one way? I will send all the love out to you, but am I allowing anything to come back? And so I had to sit with that in that blank space that I talked about and just really take a look at, as you said, we are connective. We really like to be in community and share kind of beings. And if I wasn't participating in that, then what was I doing here? Yeah. If I was only one way, what am I doing? And so I had to sit with that. But are there any other tools that you would recommend? Yeah, I feel like it's once you kind of break through that feeling of being willing to share, it's again important to have that intention because it is a very easy trap to start sharing highly vulnerable things and then get into trauma bonding. Yes. Because all that does is it cycles in the negative and then it actually pulls you out of inside into the into the outside and then letting the external determine the internal. And, and that is in, in many ways a false bond. Yes. And so there's, there's a key difference in recognizing the intention because it's easy to do trauma bonding, but that's coming from a place of fear. And so that f the, the vulnerability will only, the exchange of vulnerability will only be effective to a limited degree until we allow ourselves to share, sit with it, reflect, which is very important, but also seek a solution, seek a resolution, seek a movement forward. That's where the unlimited possibility comes in with it. That's where the connection comes through with it, because it's not only, not only can I feel empowered through that process where, oh, wow, I can get over or through something, or uh, I can move it and, and I can see a whole new side of myself where otherwise I didn't know that was possible. I'm learning something about me that I didn't know that I could do. You know, those are empowering. That's what helps us continue to experience the greatest versions of who we are. Yeah. But if we're still cycling in that, in that vulnerability, then we're no longer 
in the vulnerability of it anymore. We're no, we're, we are actively choosing to be stuck. And I would offer that's just something completely different. That to me is a transaction that's no longer heart-based. Okay. And so I, I know I've, I've definitely been in there and, and that's the reason why I'm bringing it forward because it's, because when we do want to share and we do hear someone else share, it's like, wow, it's so easy to, to connect in that way, but just be aware of, of where that goes and then seek to move forward instead of continuing to pull backwards. So instead of it being vulnerability, being a cycle to keep you connected in a common pain. Mm -hmm. Or victim. Or victim, victim mentality. Yeah, exactly. It is an entry point of connection and then forward movement. Yes. So it doesn't create a cycle. Yes. Right. Or everything's a cycle, right? We've talked we've talked about this. At least create a positive cycle, one where you allow for vulnerability to occur, allow for a connection to occur, and allow for a move forward to occur. Right. That's a that's a cycle that's very positive that can help us grow. That moves us forward. The other one keeps us stuck or may even pull us back. Backward. And like even in my case, my intention was always, oh, it's not about me. So even though it was coming from what I felt was a positive place, it was actually pseudo detrimental because it was limiting my capacity for connection. And so if we each take our moments, as you were explaining in yours, like trauma bonding mm -hmm. came from a beautiful heart-centered space. Mm -hmm. It was how can I connect mm -hmm. from this place of vulnerability? Mine was a heart-centered space. Oh, it's not about me. I desire to show up and not have it be about me to have it be about them. But even those moments where we're coming from the most loving space, we still have opportunities for growth to look at those and go, okay, this is loving, but are there opportunities where I can be even more connected? then I am in that space. Mm -hmm. Be vulnerable enough to even do more reflection and say, how can I be better? This is good, but how can I be even better than I am in this moment? What steps can I take to be even more present and even more connected mm -hmm. than I am right now? Because we all, it's infinite growth. We're in an infinite universe. We're always going to be growing. Yeah. Always, always, always. So be willing and vulnerable enough. If you're not, if we're not taking the first steps to be vulnerable outside of self and with someone else, be vulnerable enough and love ourselves enough to go within mm -hmm. and ask ourselves those challenging questions. Yes. And say, all right, I can take steps each day to either sit with myself or create a strategy for forward movement. Yes. That really is strength. Mm -hmm. Anything else you would like to share as we're wrapping up? No, I feel like that's, that's strong. I feel like we're going to have some amazing individuals this, this month, uh, having different perspectives of vulnerability from, you know, how animals can connect, how we can connect with animals and vulnerability to people, to companies. Uh, so I'm 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 excited for for these the breadth of 
of discussion that we'll kind of receive so people can see the the strength that actually is within vulnerability, the connection, the recognition in many ways of oneness. It's like by being vulnerable in many ways, we're saying the divine in me sees the divine in you. Yes. And, and that's a beautiful place to approach vulnerability from. That is connection to oneness and source, God, however you want to call it. And that is that is true strength uh, that uh, anytime I see or experience uh, is is absolutely a gift. I agree. And we just want to thank all of you who listen to the show and who tune in and watch it for always sharing with us. We get amazing messages from each and every one of you. And again, we want to let you know we read them all. And we do our best to respond to each and every one of them. So please keep them coming. You can reach out to us at info at If you would like to email us, you can also send it through our social media on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Suivera Official or on Facebook at suivera.org. We are always here so that we can provide that support to our community. The entire month, we'll be visiting with people talking about vulnerability. And as Austin said, we have some amazing, amazing souls that will be coming in and sharing from that heart-centered space. We also have our free tool, the Vulnerability Journal 2.0. So it's a new take on it, and it's a fun one. If yes. you like comic books, it's it's kind it's of a awesome. fun little take on it. So take a moment, head on over to suivera.org, our website, and you can find out where you can get that. Or if you're watching this, you can just look at the links below. Absolutely. Or even text the word love. Um, we'll provide all of this. It'll be either a text message or on social media, and we'll send you uh, the, the journal uh, right away. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Awesome. We're growing and expanding. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, I am your host, Amber, and I'm here with Austin, and we look forward to seeing you in that Suivera community. Thank you for listening to the Heart Leader Podcast. Are you ready to start leading from the heart? Visit theheartleaderpodcast.com to take our quiz and get your personalized roadmap for a happier and healthier life. Remember to follow the podcast so you never miss a new episode and be sure to recommend it to your friends who might enjoy it with you. See you next week.